Hi everyone, I'm Rosemary Kay and welcome to episode five, how to effectively communicate within your family. And this is an important episode because I know for myself, I have six kids. They are 22, 20, almost 19, 16, 15, and 14. So there's a wide range, right? There's eight years between the six of them. And when our home was cluttered and not very welcoming to their ideas, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of fighting, even between themselves, between each other. Um, you know, there were, they weren't really disrespectful, but there was just a lot of heated arguments, if that makes sense. So I wanted to share with you some ways on how you can effectively communicate and bring about the power of communication in your family so that you as a family can come together around these decluttering goals so the entire family is involved, right? So some of the fundamentals of communication is listening and being respectful when someone else is speaking. Giving the person that is speaking the opportunity to pause, think about what they're um, sharing and allowing them to continue without interruption. You know, sometimes you have a thought and you kind of get lost in distraction and then somebody else wants to take over the conversation. No, let, let that person have the opportunity to finish their thoughts and don't try to rush them by saying, oh, well, you can go until it comes back because we have that kind of tendency. I know with me, when I was younger and I had like moments of brain fog, you know, one of the things my family tells me is, okay, use your words. And I hate it, like hate it. I feel like I'm like two and I'm not a child. I'm not, you know, that toddler who's having, who's struggling to come up with the words even though as an adult, I struggle to come up with the words. So come up with maybe a fun phrase or something encouraging um, that's going to allow that person who's struggling to convey what it is they wanna say um, in all of its glory. Um, another thing you wanna make sure you are touching upon is allowing everyone the opportunity to understand each other. So if somebody has questions about what someone else is saying, let them ask questions. Even if you think it's stupid or you already know the answer to, you know, you're looking at some, you know, you might have younger children who are just not able to comprehend what is going on. So they ask questions in order to understand where they are, that level of where they are at the time. So opportunity to improve their own understanding of what they are hearing and being able to communicate their struggle to understand in a safe environment. The other thing you wanna make sure that you're doing is you're taking turns to allow everyone to share. You know, not everyone needs 10 minutes. Maybe somebody wants to share for five or six or whatever, or somebody else might need a lot longer time than that. It's okay. Maybe somebody says something, but then somebody else mentions something and it pops an idea in their head. You know, go back and reflect on what it is that they want to share in that moment. 
when the time is right. So allow those opportunities to come through organically without punishment, without um, disdain, without being disappointed in their lack of understanding of what's going on, you know, just allow it to happen free of any criticism. Okay. Now, if you're dealing with older kids like me, most of them are going to understand what's going on and they can communicate effectively. But even sometimes teenagers and tweens, they might not have the capacity to you know, lean into some of these communication ideas because they haven't been taught that. And so getting them together in these little family gatherings, these family meetings on a frequent basis is going to give them that opportunity to practice their communication skills with each other. And you'll have a more peaceful home environment as you progress um, through the weeks and the months of coming together and really determining what your goals are as a family when it comes to the clutter, when it comes to outings, when it comes to whatever is coming up for your family that needs to be addressed. Another thing you're going to want to make sure that you are doing is establishing rules or regulations so that everyone is on the same page. You know, everyone gets five minutes at first or everyone gets 10 minutes at first. And at the end, then you can ask questions and allowing them to come up with these rules so that they feel like they're being included on this process. Um, making sure that you have the opportunity to offer them a safe space so that they can share what is bothering them, what is weighing on their mind. I know when I was younger, my bedroom was full of like, just, it was trashed. I mean, I can't, I, there's no other way to say it, but it was trashed. And when my kids were younger, you know, they put everything on the floor, they'd hide snacks and everything. And so when we were cleaning, you find a bunch of trash and everything like that. And maybe what they want to communicate is how can they eliminate that from their, their living space because they don't like it. I know my kids didn't like that very much when they were growing up and they've taken the steps to eliminate that. But when you're talking about toddlers, you know, and young children who are just starting school, they might not have the capacity to share that with you because you're constantly yelling at them over how messy their room is. And so they don't know how to share with you that they don't like it either, but they lack the ability to come up with a solution for that. So having that space available for them to say, you know, what can I do? How can I do this? And offering that space for them to share without judgment really gives them the opportunity to create their own solutions with your guidance, okay? Um, the next thing you want to keep in mind, and this can go back with your rules, is making sure that 
everyone is speaking in a calm, collective manner. Nobody is yelling, nobody is screaming, nobody is swearing, nobody is using language or speaking out of turn or monopolizing time. Everyone is being respectful. Everyone is sharing at, an, at a way that is going to promote the best lines of communication and keeping those lines of communication open for everyone. And then finally, when you engage in these meetings, when you engage with your children in this aspect, you're going to give them the opportunity to practice these areas of communication with each other so that when they go out into, you know, a friend's house where there might be some conflict, they have some methods of how to resolve this conflict without resorting to arguments. And then you'll start seeing a whole new different ball game with them as they go through this process of being open and receptive to the environment around them. So it's important that children and adults learn these um, communication skills because so many of us are, we have a knee-jerk reaction when something is said that we don't like, when our children say, you know, something that might be hurtful, but to them, they're sharing their grievances Whereas you might hear it and be like, I can't believe they just said that to me. Well, take a step back and look at it from their side, their point of view. And what can you do to ensure that you are meeting their needs to the best of your ability from where they are? And then go from there. So um, some ways that you can positively interact with your children and your family um, is really putting away the social media, putting away your phone, turning off the television. And when you have these meetings, when you have these conversations, be really attentive and aware of the surroundings that are going on. And don't just be like, you know, checking your phone while they're talking to you and oh yeah, that, that's nice, honey. You know, putting it away when they say, hey mom or hey dad or whatever the, the case may be and just being attentive to what it is that they are saying in that moment and allow them to ask questions if they have any concerns or if they are stuck or if they're having problems. Give them the space to come up with their own solutions. So if they come up to you with a problem, say, well, what would your natural instincts tell you to do? What, what do you think is the right answer? Allow them to answer that. It might be the right answer. They might just need to be nudged in the right direction to get that answer. But allowing them to have the opportunity to open up and find their own way in this in this mess of everything, you're going to be setting them up for success in the long run. So show your interest, allow them to share with you open and honestly without judgment and without retribution. And always praise good behavior. 
you know, it can be so easy to say, why do you have to be so bad? Why do you have to be doing this? Why do you have to be doing that? And just constantly nag and nag and nag. And instead of nagging, flip it and be more positive with your words and with your kids saying, oh, I just noticed that you were, you gave the last, you know, piece of candy to your brother. That's really sweet of you. Congrat, you know, thank you for being um, nice and sharing that with them. Or if they have like a prized possession that they don't want to share or play or, you know, they've got friends over and, you know, the friend wants to use something that they normally wouldn't let somebody touch. And they do let their friends, you know, play with that toy or, you know, a game or whatever, you know, pull them aside later on and say, you know, I just saw what you did with your friend and you allowed them to play with your game. And that was really nice of you that you were able to let go of having it being only yours and having someone else enjoy it as well. I, I really applaud you for that. You know, take time to recognize the good that they're doing instead of constantly making them on all the stuff that they're doing wrong. And finally, just stay in a state of playfulness. When you grow up, and you become, you know, that teenager, you kind of stop playing. Don't let play die. Allow it to continue on. And this is going to be really hard, especially for those of you who have had like troubled childhoods and you really don't know how to play well. <laughs> Go back and Find what really makes you spark on the inside. What really brings out that inner child of yours and allow that play to continue on through your children, okay? Ask them what they enjoy doing. Maybe engage with them on a game or something. I know my youngest still loves playing, you know, board games and stuff. So anytime he asks me, Sometimes I'll say no, because I'm completely exhausted and I can't think or anything. I just want to be like, blah. But there are other times when I'm like, heck yeah, let's go get the game and let's play. And we'll play for like a few hours and we, we have fun. And when we have dinner at the dinner table, the kids will bring up, you know, past stories of things that they've done as when when we were living in different houses and when we were my husband was in the military and so they bring up these stories of how they had their mattresses and they would go down the stairs and my husband's like when did we when did this happen I don't ever remember this but they do it when I was going to the grocery store or whatever and I left the oldest in charge and and they'd have these these fun adventures by themselves or whatever and they they talk about this stuff so allow that to continue on like how can you continue keeping play in your home how can you bring that about can you you know have like a dance off or something you know or maybe you guys can have like a story time where one person starts the story and then another person does the next section or another section. I know my kids love Cards Against Humanity and we have like, a it's not G rated, it's like PG 14 rated and they have a ball playing that. And we did that for 
Christmas, I think. And it was just hilarious and it was fun. And we try to keep those moments of fun available to them because that's really where the memories are. My kids aren't going to remember, you know, sitting at home and doing their homework because they're homeschooled. What they're going to remember is that, you know, that Christmas when we had a white elephant gift exchange and we opened our presents in the dining room and this was all that we had and we ended up playing games afterwards. Like those are the memories that they're going to have. So stay playful in your life as you move forward with these communication um these, these ways that you can communicate effectively with your family. So as you come together as a family and you start creating this safe space for them, make sure that you offer them all the love and trust that they deserve, um, especially when they're younger. As they get older, if you kind of, prevent that from them, they're going to struggle as adults. So you really want to catch this as young as possible and just allow them to be and create in a positive and loving environment. So those are my nuggets of wisdom on how you can stay in communication with your family as you process through these, these stages of decluttering. And you know, take the opportunity to set up how decluttering is going to look for your family by using some of the suggestions in this podcast. So I look forward to seeing you in the next one. I hope all of you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see you next. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.